It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day, fun show at the end of today's show, we'll be joined by John Samuel Shanker, Auburn tied in, talk about what he thinks about Austin Davis and Zach Calzada and all of all of the stuff pertaining to the offense and offseason workouts. But first things first, we are joined by special guest today, Coach Pink with On3, AuburnLive.com. Man, you guys have been putting out such good content, and I was telling you this before, before we clicked record and, and, and jumped into today's show, but... Whenever Auburn lands a transfer, I am on AuburnLive.com refreshing the page until your film breakdown drops. You do, you guys do such a great job, but you know, welcome to the show. I appreciate it, Zach. Thanks for having me on, man. Of course. I, I'm glad you like those, uh, those write-ups. They take me just a little while to write. So. I bet. I bet. So I'm glad. I'm glad that's paying off. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, all right, so I wanted to have you on for several reasons, the first of which... Um, by the time the show goes up, we will be less than a week away from quote unquote national signing day, which used to be like the Super Bowl of the offseason. Now it's it's pretty boring for the most part, but there's a few names out there, right, that Auburn fans should kind of keep an eye out and kind of be prepared to to land or be in the running for. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, and usually this second signing day is is pretty like you said, it's pretty boring. But, yeah. But for Auburn, I mean, you know, you got you got three, maybe four. It could even go to five spots to fill. Uh, I don't even think the Auburn coaches know how many spots they're going to do yet just because they, you know, d- just the way that they do things. They're real selective, and and they have certain guys they want, and if, you know, if they miss on one of those guys, they're not really the kind of, you know, staff that's going to reach for somebody. Right. So, you know, that's all going to depend on who they can land, I think. 
Sure. So the big one is Citizen, right? Trevante Citizen, the running back. He was yeah. posting pictures of him in an Auburn jersey the other day. Auburn fans seem to have liked that. Is Auburn the favorite for this guy? Man, it's it's really close because LSU has been – I mean, he was committed to LSU first, right? Yeah. And during the summer, you know, he made a really quiet official visit to Auburn and uh, really hit it off with Cadillac, and they still have a great bond right now. So, in fact, I think I think that's like his number one bond, like with coaches – is him and Cadillac. They're really close. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was – maybe that was how Auburn got Tank Bixby too when when they got him a long time ago. Right. Uh, so, you have to like Auburn's chances when they have a need at running back and Cadillac is honed in on this guy. Um, and let me just tell you, he's a really good running back too. Uh, he's just got size, speed, you know, he's got the whole thing. So You have a comp for him? Would you compare him to a, a current player or a former player? Yeah, uh, I was I was thinking about that the other day. I don't know. It, he's just he's kind of um, stocky, but but his build doesn't really tell you what his what his you know skill set is yeah. because he's got so much acceleration to be two hundred fifteen pounds. I mean, it's just that's why he's the number two running back when in our own three rankings. I mean, he's yeah he's a phenomenal player. I'll have to think on that comp. Yeah, I'll get back. Sure, to that. sure, absolutely. Uh, as far as other guys, I know Auburn fans are looking at every possible offensive tackle on the board. Mm. What's it? Farmer? That's the main one yeah. that Auburn fans are looking at right now? Yes. Florida commit, Jalen Farmer. He is from Covington, Georgia. So not too far from Auburn. I think he's somewhere sandwiched between Auburn and Florida, probably a little closer to Auburn in proximity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when Billy Napier took the job at Florida, he had a few commits there that he were sort of the cupboard was kind of bare as far as commits they had in the 2022 class. Right. Uh, had a lot of guys, you know, decommit and whatever when, when Mullen left or got fired, whatever happened there. And uh, he he went through and he said, okay, there's about three or four guys here I really, really want to keep. Farmer was one of them, and he's still working on him right now. But Auburn just had him in for an official visit, and that was really important. They had him at the Iron Bowl. I talked to him real briefly at the Iron Bowl. He's having a great time, you know. So how could you not? That was crazy. Yeah, you know that was a decent atmosphere, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. What What do you think it is about Auburn's inability to seal the deal with these offensive tackles? I mean, it certainly looked like they were pursuing, and I'm sure they still are pursuing guys in the transfer portal. And you know, for a few of them, it seemed like early on in the transfer process, Coach Pink, there would be guys that would put Auburn in their, like, final five and they wouldn't pick the Tigers. But then the other half that Auburn were going after, like, Auburn didn't even make the top five. And these are guys that get on campus, they meet the coaches, they see, you know, the the path to playing time being pretty quick and, you know, the the definite need for the position, but they're not coming to Auburn. What, why do you think that's the case? You know, uh, it is a huge mystery why that's happening. Yeah. Uh, at, at one time, I would have said that that scheme had something to do with it. Just just from looking, you know, I've I've coached some offensive line before and and uh, on the college level, and I know yeah. what what is enticing to a, a younger guy coming in, and and anything that translates to the next level is going to be enticing, you know, for a for a young, you know, uh, talented offensive line prospect. So. What Gus was doing, I wouldn't call that pro style. I mean, it's, you know, he had his own style going there. So 
now you got more of a pro style, and I thought that would help. So far, it hasn't really helped. You got, but you did get a really good addition in Eston Harris. Mm-hmm. Really unfortunate deal with Drew Bobo because, uh, I mean, you know, it seemed like he liked Auburn, but you know, his dad was there, and that's part of it. And now that he's yeah, gone, right. you can't blame the kid for for you know changing. So that was unfortunate, right. but but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It, it's it is a mystery. I, I'm still trying to understand that one, but I will say this. Just from talking to 2023, which is the next class, offensive lineman. Huge class. I really, man, it's, it's talented it's from top to bottom. Yeah. And they are – Auburn is in on a bunch of guys really early. In fact, they feel pretty good about certain guys around the area. I think Will Friend was up in Massachusetts the other day because he's like, you know, I've, I've kind of covered these guys around here. Let me expand a little bit while okay. I've got some time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think – I think that class is going to look a lot better. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how they finish. But. So, but it, does that fix the problem? If if they go out and, you know, let's say they nail the, the 2023 class. Let's say they get three really solid offensive tackles. How long right. does it take for that to become, you know, a strength on the field? You know what I mean? Not till like the 2025 season? Yeah. No, that that is a big concern. Right. And, and that's going to continue to be a concern. But, you know, you still have the portal. You can always get – Right. It, you, you say that, of course. Auburn hasn't gotten any offensive linemen out of the portal. But at the same time, you have all these guys coming back too. So it's not really – it doesn't really look like a good situation to walk into if you're a guy that's, you know, transferring because you weren't playing as much as you wanted to or or uh, you're looking for a starting job somewhere. Yeah. Auburn's not really looking good for you right now because, I mean, look, the way that the portal's going right now, I can assure you it's going to ramp back up even after spring practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it's just going to happen all over again. It's going to continue like it has been. Yeah. It might even be bigger. There are people at Auburn who think that they're gearing up for another big, like, transfer portal exodus all over the country. And, and I'm not talking about at Auburn. I'm talking about at other schools. Everywhere, right. Everywhere. I mean, that's just the new normal mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. All right, Coach Pink, our guest with AuburnLive.com and on three. Hey, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. That is netsuite.com slash locked. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Coach Pink, one last guy that I wanted to ask you about as far as, you know, prepping for uh, National Signing Day next week. The, tell me about the edge player that uh, that Auburn's kind of in the running for. Yeah, that's uh, Jack Pyburn. That, yeah, that's a uh, he's from Florida, I believe. I can't remember exactly where. Okay. He's, um, yeah, man, he, he's a late bloomer. He's a guy that was committed to Minnesota for a while. You know, PJ Fleck, he's 
you have to trust his evaluation process. I think at this point he's done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he found this guy and he was committed for a while. And then, you know, all of a sudden after the first signing period, the guys that are left over are going to get more attention. That's just how it goes. And he was one of those guys and he started getting attention from Miami and some of the, in Florida state in state schools. And then Auburn jumped in there. So, uh, as of right now, I think Auburn's in pretty good shape to land him. It's going to be pretty close with Miami because Coach Cristobal over there um, had a prior relationship when he was at Oregon. I think they recruited him a little bit. Sure. And, you know, Miami's uh, a school that he's really familiar with being from that area of the country. So that's going to be close, but I really do think Auburn has, no pun intended, the edge here. Nice. Uh, well done. Yeah, and he's – man, he's – uh He's a wrecking ball. He, he's not really – okay, let's compare him to somebody like Romelo Height, right, that just transferred out of Auburn. I miss him already. Yeah, yeah, I know. That one's tough. Yeah, but, I loved him. So Height is the kind of guy that's going to bend the edge. You know, he's not he's not really an edge setter against the run. That's where this guy's a little different. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with the way Schmetting wants to do things now that he's the defensive coordinator. Right. Because he and Burt Watts went out and pretty much got this guy in the midst of everything that was going on with with Mason and identified him as a big target. So he is more of an edge setter than a pass rusher, although he does have that in his skill set as well. Uh, I think he's got a lot of untapped potential, definitely a sleeper. Um, So, you know, if Auburn lands him, I think that's a really, really nice addition. Sweet. All right, as far as guys that have come in – Via the transfer portal, Coach Pink, who has stood out the most to you so far? When you know we were talking about, you do those film breakdowns whenever uh, whenever a new guy signs. Um, which yep. one was the most fun of those to do and kind of comb through their film? Uh, you know, uh, for for those that that are with us at Auburn Live on three, you know that I am a big fan of Zach Calzada. I think the Calzone. Uh, the, the narrative about him is sort of interesting to me okay. because it's not total excitement. And I'm not saying it should be just elation, but it should you should be excited because this guy is is really poised in the pocket. And all of the people who wanted Bo Nix out at one time didn't like that about him because yeah. he didn't have great poise in the pocket. Right. And so that's going to be a change here. Now, you, you say you probably say, well, Finley has good poise in the pocket. Yes, he does but he also doesn't really have a great time clock. He will take a sack in a second or he will hold the ball too long and miss his window. Right. Things like that. Those are the things that Calzada did well at Texas A&M. In my opinion, I, I was looking at the, um, the Ole Miss game that he, they lost Texas A&M lost to them and it was a big game. Uh, and Calzada threw two fourth quarter interceptions. One of them hit his receiver in the hands, bounced off. So that's, you know, tough deal there. One of them was a bad throw. I give him that. Mm-hmm. But the whole game, they threw out routes. They threw slants. Nothing more than 10 yards. At the end, in the third quarter, fourth quarter, when they got down a little bit, uh, whoever the play caller was, Jimbo, whoever their offensive coordinator is, he was starting to throw it downfield, and Calzada was on fire mm-hmm. in that game. So uh, the, the thing to me is maybe he was he was used a little too conservatively. I mean – when they had to open it up against Alabama, you see what happened there. Right. They had a really good game. And then you look at the game they played against Auburn. He, uh, you know, he was kind of quiet the whole game. He got hit in the shoulder by Smoke Monday. I think he separated his shoulder or something. Yeah. Comes back in, 
you're like, no way he's going to survive that, right? He's he done, he's done for the game. He's he tough, comes back right. in, and then he wins the game for him. Mm-hmm. He helps win the game. They ran the ball well, of course, but he made the throws that had to be made. What do you and, think and, about the? Sorry to cut you off. What do, What do you think okay. about the the dynamic and the 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 narrative of? Well, you know, he wasn't supposed to be playing yet. I mean, he was supposed to be sitting behind yeah. Haynes King and learning the offense and learning the college game and. The fact that, you know, he was thrust into a situation maybe a year or two, a little bit too early, and he still performed at the level he did. Um, that's the that's kind of the point that I've heard the most about Calzada where I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And now he can kind of use the timing of it all and, you know, the experience from last year and kind of carry it to kind of being, okay, well, he was on schedule now to kind of play going into 2022. Yeah, yeah, that makes a huge difference. Uh you know, a lot of people point to that quarterback battle between him and Haynes King and, and say, well, he lost straight up to Haynes King. Well, I mean, if you go by that, you know, that thought train, then mm-hmm. then Joe Burrow lost to – he was like third string at Ohio State. Cam Newton lost to Tim Tebow. I mean, we could do that for a while. And, of course, they were freshmen, but sure. I'm pretty sure Cazada was also a redshirt freshman, right? Yeah, good point. So, Okay, so, you know – that kind of thing happens. Sometimes the fit's not right. Sometimes the, uh, you know, just certain things don't happen for you in practice. And then you get in the game and make those plays. That kind of thing happens all the time. Uh, just from what I'm seeing from Calzada and I've got a few breakdowns of him. I have three now, I think to go along with the inside the commitment. That's like a Uh, full day of prep, uh, (laughs) in those three stories. (laughs) It's fun though. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Crazy like that. I, no, it's good. You can tell. You can tell because um, they're detailed. I love them. Um, yeah. But before we run out of time, I want to hear your thoughts. I love talking about corners. What do you, What's your yeah. thoughts on uh, on DJ James, the transfer from Oregon? Well, first of all, he was, uh, to me, as a high schooler, I thought he was a guy that Auburn needed to grab um, when he was at Spanish Fort playing for Coach Blackman over there. Sure. Man, he, he was really, really physical. Uh I say physical. He's not a great open field tackler. He doesn't wrap up like he needs to. Even on the college level, he struggled with that some. But he's kind of like Jalen Simpson where he's he's not that imposing corner, mm-hmm. but making these big tackles, big hits out in open field, and then he's just knocking people off the routes. So, And he was doing that on the college level. So, man, I really, really like that addition. Uh, obviously, they, you know, they saw him right as he hit the portal and said, that's the guy we have to have. Bring him back to the state of Alabama. I think that's always important. Is he, so, in your mind, is he an outside corner? Or do they put him in the middle of the field somewhere? I think he is a boundary corner. Me too. Meaning he's he's a guy that probably doesn't need to be given too much space to work with. Put him on the boundary and let him bully somebody out of bounds off the route. Mm-hmm. You know, legally. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of guy he is to me. I, it, just that physical presence at corner, which... I'm not sure Nehemiah Pritchett's that guy. Jalen Simpson has shown he can be that guy, but you got to have the speed with it too, and I, I think James does. So, right. right. Yeah. Coach Pink, thank you so much for your time, man. Really, really appreciate it. We've messaged back and forth a good bit. I've read your stuff a ton. It's nice yeah. to, to finally chit-chat with you for a few minutes. How can folks um, support everything you guys are doing with On3, and how can they read all of your awesome work? Yeah, uh, AuburnLiveOn3.com. Um you can follow us all on Twitter. You can follow Auburn Live uh, on Twitter. And Cole Pinkston is my handle. And we are constantly 
me, Justin Hokinson, Jeffrey Lee, uh, Jay Phillips helps with basketball. Yep. He's a really, really good, you know, mind as far as the basketball thing goes. And, you know, that's pretty popular right now. I wish I could help with it, but I don't know much about basketball. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, this, just uh, come check us out. You, I mean, all the content you could want, man. Yeah, no, it's worth it. I, I signed up day one. It's absolutely worth it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Oop, sorry to cut you off there, Coach Pink. Hey, Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue making money, doing what we all love, watching sports and betting on sports through betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, also, a lot of you have already reached out and kind of asked more questions about this ad. Yes, I do use this, and yes, it's legitimate. Yes, I'm talking about the Get Upside app. You can save money and get cash back every time you fill up your car at the gas pump. Just use promo code SCORE, and you'll get an extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back. It goes right into your Get Upside account, and you can deposit it at any time into your bank account, into your PayPal account. They can make it a, an e-gift card if you want. It's awesome. There's no reason not to check it out. Download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE. Joining us now, Auburn tight end John Samuel Shanker. And, you know, John Samuel, it seems like uh, since the last time we talked, uh, a lot has happened. But I know when we spoke a few weeks ago, you were getting ready to meet um, Auburn's new offensive coordinator, Austin Davis. How has y'all's relationship kind of picked up since the last time we talked? Uh, It's been great. Um... He got in, yeah, I guess a few weeks ago. He's been on the road recruiting throughout the week, um, but we catch up on the weekend, um, kind of grow our relationship a little bit, get to talk a little bit. I love him. He's a high-energy guy, um, a lot of knowledge about the game and insight, um, especially coming from the NFL. So it's been awesome to to pick his brain a little bit. Um, and once he gets off the road, it'll be great to sit down with him and talk with him and grow our relationship. Whenever you guys talk, the scheme ever come up? I mean, as far as like what Auburn wants to do offensively in 2022, will it be drastically different than what the uh, what you guys wanted to do in 21, or or will it be a similar kind of ideology, uh, you know, regarding that approach? Uh, I think it'll be pretty similar. Okay. Um, I think it's because uh, it's still Coach Harson, so to an extent, it'll be similar. Uh, maybe just a few tweaks here and there, but we haven't talked a ton of scheme um yet but uh it definitely brings a different energy uh to the offense and uh we're really excited about that you know as far as you know what your role is in the offense I mean you kind of have the ability to be put all over the place you know whether you know you're you're lined up as a receiver inside or outside attached to the offensive line in the backfield is that something that you like that that you're kind of able to be put everywhere or, or do you kind of prefer to be you know, in one specific role. I love that. Uh, I love yeah. that, uh, the ability to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, it gives you different looks. It it forces you also to to have every part of your game at the top of its game. And yeah. um, so I, I've enjoyed the, the challenge. I mean, one play you're lined up on a corner, run around, next play you're trying to block a DN. So it's uh, – that's what I love about tight end. You know, you have to do a little bit of everything, and it kind of shows um, your skill set over overall. And um, I really enjoy that. And I've done it for a little while now. And yeah. um, 
kind of getting the, the hang of things with Coach Harson and how he wants things done. So it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Um, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, I mean, for years, you've been lining up out wide and then blocking folks downfield, and you just have to know that DBs hate that <laughs> when they see that you're oh, out there. Yeah. <laughs> DBs can't stand that. When they, when they get a tight end out there, they hate it, especially corners. Normally – the corners are the guys that don't like to to they're not your best tacklers on the team normally right. so they really don't like it when we get physical on the outside um which is good on the offense you kind of set a tone and down the road in the game it can kind of change things and how they play you and they'll start to they'll start to dive down at your legs and things like that so i enjoy it i think it's a lot yeah. of fun especially getting out on the on the perimeter especially after you blocking some some big dudes down on down the trenches so i enjoy it yeah, no, I'm sure you do. I'm sure that's a lot of fun. Um, so, also, last time we uh, we sat down for a chat, um, Zach Calzada just announced that he was transferring to Auburn, and you had not yet had a chance to to talk with him. It seems like he settled in fine. He was, uh, he was a big part of the student section uh, this past weekend against Kentucky. It seems like he is enjoying his time here at Auburn, but what have your conversations with him been like so far? Yeah, he's a character. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, he's got great energy. He's got a lot of insight, especially coming from another SEC school, and just kind of seeing, you know, his perspective on what what Auburn is um, when they play Auburn, and that kind of helps with uh, the guys on the team and and how we prepare and do things. Um, but yeah, he's awesome. He's a hard worker. Um, I'm glad he's on our team, and he'll definitely help our team. Does he strike you as a, a strong leader, somebody that can kind of come in and win over the locker room in an offseason? Yeah, very vocal guy. Okay. Um, everybody seems to like him. You know, he's a very likable, likable guy in the locker room. Um, he just has a lot of energy, and he's a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, cool. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So how is uh, how is your offseason process going so far, John Samuel? I know you – you wanted to talk about, uh, or last time you talked about kind of your recovery process as well as focus on putting on a little bit of weight going into 2022. How's all that going? It's going good. Uh, it's slow and steady. I guess this is week uh, two now yeah. of uh, strength training, um, but it's good. Um, I'm healthy. I'm liking the workouts. I'm just trying to to gain weight slightly. You know, you don't want to gain weight in a, right. in a fast pace or anything, so but it's going good. Today's our day off, but um, we'll get back at it tomorrow. Cool. So, at this stage of the year, are all of the workouts, like, organized and, you know, the whole team is together? Is it by position group? Is it you go in when you want to? What does that look like? So, you normally, there's three different times for groups, depending on your class schedule. So you'll hit one of those times, and then there's a, everybody comes back at 345 for a team run. Um, that's four days a week. And normally during that, it's uh, speed training and conditioning. Um, you only condition twice a week, but you do speed training every day. Um, and so you technically work out twice, but one's strictly weightlifting and one's um, strictly speed training conditioning. Um, that's kind of the layout of the week. Is the is the strength training and uh, really just the strength and conditioning program, how different is it from your few years under the previous 
coaching staff versus the current coaching staff? Uh, it's a lot different. Really? Um, yeah. So coach Russell was awesome. He was more of a, um, I guess athletic looking and he, he was, he was more or less weight, move it faster. Um, and coach Pitt and his staff are, they had a little more weight. Um, we still do some of the things where it's a light load and maximum efficiency, but, um, for the most part, it's moving heavier weight, um, which it both ways works. It's just the pretty yeah. much, um, you know, a personal opinion on what you think works best. Um, but it's done, it's done well. We've gotten a lot stronger over the past year with coach Pitt. And, um, so he's gotten us to work pretty good. And, uh, so we're looking forward to seeing what, what happens when we come out of this, these winter workouts. Is there one area of your game that you think has benefited more from this style of approach when it comes to strength and conditioning? Yeah, I would say my my blocking with my hand down. Okay. Um, I thought that was a weakness of mine heading into last year. And yeah. um, I thought just my power was a lot better this year um, for the most of the year with with Coach Pitt because um, we, we trained throughout the year as well. And um, so to still have that strength uh, midway and towards the end of the year, um, I could tell that it was it was helping me out um, in the long run with with my blocking, especially with those big guys. Right, right. John Samuel, thank you so much for your time, man. And we'll uh, we'll do this again in in two weeks. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you very much. We'll be back tomorrow, right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.